audio. Hey, everybody. Rob's testing his microphone. Can, can we have a contest? Making sure it's on. Can we have a contest for our listeners that would come up with a new intro style for you? <laughs> what we need to do is we need somebody to create an intro for us. We need a we need a, a musical intro that somebody could create for us. Now, keep in mind, you're not going to get paid for this. <laughs> there's, there's no money involved. But we'd mention you all the but time. on your deathbed, right. you shall re- receive eternal life. Yes, you can say, hey, you know that one whiskey podcast that like seven people listen to? I created the music for that. We, we had we had a we had an old buddy in, in high school, and he had a lot of nicknames, and from Ox to Oxenburger, and then it got shortened to Ox or Burger. Well, at least they weren't mean. Well, it, well they, they weren't intentionally mean. They were a little mean. But he, he was went, he a big guy? He and was you called a big him guy. Yeah. Ow. And but but Burger was the other one of the other names. And then but he was he's he's an intelligent man beyond belief. Okay. If he's listening, Mike, I, I you you are one of the smartest guys I know. But every once in a while, he would just make something up in his head and swear to Christ that it was true. <laughs> Like we had, we had an hours long argument about how many pounds were in a ton, and he swore to God for, I bet, three hours over too many beers at the kitchen table, that there was twelve hundred pounds in a ton, and to the point where he argued it for so long and so well, that we started to question our own sanity. Was this before Google? This was way before the internet. Yeah. All right. And so, speaking of intros, this is where I went with this. Every once in a while, Mike would say something out so outlandish, we'd go, <laughs> and now a burger bullshit update. Uh, uh, and it just kind of stuck. You know, we'd be walking around the halls in high school, not drinking, yeah. not drinking beers at the, at the kitchen table. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Statute of limitations is out yeah. on that, right? Don't worry. You're old enough. That, uh, you know, we would <laughs> just kind of <laughs> greet him with. <laughs> uh, it's 2000, though, right? <laughs> it is 2,000 yeah. pounds in a ton. Okay. Well, that was my argument. I don't know if somebody want to Google that and check it for us. Yeah, we could. Uh, we could. We could definitely. We we know a lot of. Thing is, is we have a a lot of talented artists that we work with here at our company. I know, but that isn't going to keep you from saying hello, everybody. That's what I want the song to be called. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> That's how I want it to start. Oh my! I want to reach out. We should reach out to. If, well, you, out if to, you see Houston in a van, <laughs> don't get in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Brandon, and I'm gonna call Chancy, and I'm gonna call. Who, oh, who you, you need Lowry, or oh, Lowry would be perfect. Maybe for this. we could play an intro with his old with his old fashioned song. So I was on TikTok the other day, and we got a we got a very very talented artist that Sing, we met. Singer songwriter, singer songwriter Brian Lowry. He's actually been on this podcast before. He has a couple yeah. of times. Um, he's out of uh, he's out of North Dakota. And he's up in Fargo area. Oh yeah, he's well. He's up around Crooked Furrow. I can't blame him for that. No, and he's not in Fargo. He's in Grand Forks. Nope, Fargo. He's Fargo. Yeah. And I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through, and all of a sudden there's Lowry's mug <laughs> popping up <laughs> on my TikTok, and that's when I just keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, if you're going you to listen to this, there you never know what Lowry's going to do. Well, on that's camera. true. There's a lot of yeah. You, you got to be. He might as he's he might have cleaned that up a little bit. He might be a little more straight and narrow. I don't know. I, I bet he's limiting his audience, but yeah. I bet he hadn't cleaned it up. No, probably not. So he starts singing a song, and I look at the title, and the title is called Old Fashioned. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to listen to this. 
Oh my God! It's literally a—he's comparing a woman to an old fashioned. He's singing the recipe for an old. Yes. Sorry, and, Brian. No, I'm like that was that was very clever though. How how you related it all was super clever, and it it just struck me because we'd been talking about old fashions for the past couple of weeks, and now Lowry's got this song out that's called that. I'm like, ah, I'd see either my phones are listening to me, or. We're just in sync. I know. They with say, Brian it, Lowry, they say it doesn't happen, but they're all lying. Yeah. So, Brian, if you could just uh, start a song that's, hey, everybody, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love I that. I think that's how he starts all of his shows. Hey, everybody. <laughs> well, see. Thanks so, for coming out. It's already, it's already built in, man. Uh, okay. So, it's it's on the clock. We're on the clock here at work, and we're drinking because it's, it's whiskey at work, and it's what we do. And I think we've been doing this. We've learned a lot in four years. I probably, it's probably safe to say we've learned I, a fair I th- number. Of I things. think it, our our knowledge is still, or at least mine, is a lot more than it was, but not near what it should be. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's still early in development. Tucker and Gabe are still safe. They're up there. Yeah, don't worry about us, fellas. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get a challenge from the two of us. Speaking um, of which, we haven't had them on a while. Yeah, I know Mark. He's he hasn't been feeling very well. He was off for a while, just not. And and Gabe's kind of picking up his 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 uh, tasting gig. Yeah, a little bit, which is smart. If you ever get an opportunity to uh, take a class that Gabe is hosting, which he might be doing more of down at Windsor, you should definitely sign up for it and take that class because you're going to learn some stuff, and it's going to be fun, and you're going to get to try some really good whiskey. Speaking of that, I think he did one here not too long ago with one of the it was Maker's Mark, we wasn't have, it? yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why I say all that is because now when I come across lists from I don't know the various websites that we visit to talk about whiskey, Esquire being one of them, everybody's got a list. They do. They're uh, all wrong. Bourbon is still <laughs> it's still peaking. I thought maybe it was going to plateau here at some point, but it's as popular as ever. I think. And the uh, cocktails now are... That's what my basement would... Oh, boy. ...lead you to. Yeah. I mean, there's you, you, you've you really stepped up that part of your game here well, over the I've past a, four years, I've got too. A, you know, decent collection of bourbon. But when, when the help comes into my office and goes, <laughs> just earlier today, um, I don't want to be rude, but <laughs> you yeah, might was, have too much whiskey. That's, I was down in the cabinet hard, trying hard to, to find something. A little hard to argue at this point. And Anna walks in. Hey, you guys, I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair enough. No, we get it. Um, but I see Esquire put out, you know, we're still, well, exactly now, really one month into the new year. And everybody makes their predictions about what's coming up for the next year. And Esquire put out their 12 whiskey brands that you should be drinking in 2023. Just brands as a whole. Yes. Not, nothing super no. specific about what... Correct. Brands as a whole. And so I'm going down the list and I and I'm like, well, we've we've had every single we've sampled every single brand on here have so we? far. Yep, we have. Is this it? This is the list here. Well, uh, what's that? I don't know. That's how we this is this is our process here, this piece of paper that I'm holding up. This is how we have to make or take a phone call uh in our studios. <laughs> it's it's a it's six a step seventeen step six, process. Six step process. So yeah. I thought, let's look at this list and see whether or not we agree with what's on here. I thought this might be kind of interesting since, you know, we have learned a little. And the first one that they have on their list is Knob Creek. And that's really the first introduction we had 
I mean, to foolproof bourbon. Yeah, to a, a, an honest to God barrel picked foolproof bourbon. And it was with Dan and Ryan from Timmins Market. Yeah. When we first got introduced to those guys and kind of started a relationship, that was one of the ones, that was the one they brought in. It, yeah. it was like 700 proof. It had to have been, right? It felt well, for, like that. For our fledgling palates, it was. Oh, Boy. Fuego. <laughs> it was so on fire. I, I remember vividly, I'm like, well, I like mine cold, so I put it on the ru- on ice, and I came in with a glass of ice, not knowing any better, and Ryan looks at me and he goes, wow, you really like ice. <laughs> like, and he oh. proceeded to drink it, just, oh, yeah. just chug it right out of the bottle, which I couldn't fathom at the time. Still have trouble with those 115 to 130 proofs. I'm still learning how to drink those. I have to go almost half water on all of that, if not a little more in some instances. They're they're really different for me because, you know, you can have a 105 or 110 that will burn your mouth. And then you can have, you know, a single barrel pick or even the Koi Hill that's, you know, 135, 130. 45 proof and they they don't drink near that hot sure that's fair i think you know it's it to me it's really on the barrel right on the pick uh number two on the list would be uh wild turkey which i don't know uh, well they also put i'll lump these two together um no i can't no sorry never mind so wild turkey's on the list and i don't know the, the Wild Turkey 101 was on all the lists that we saw from yeah. beginning bourbon drinkers, which I thought was insane. Right. Because, A, Wild Turkey, at least from our childhood. <laughs> childhood. Let's go a little above. Young. Above that up. There we go. Above. Young, young adulthood. Young adulthood. Maybe. <laughs> um, was, was not the gold standard, but like Russell's Reserve and the Rare Breed. And, and even the, the Long Branch, if Long you want to go. I mean, they've got a lot of very nice, yeah. oh, the Russell's very Reserve, nice I... bottles out there. Yeah, forgot about that. The Russell's 10 uh, was fantastic, and the 13 is pretty hard to find. Yeah. That's one of those big ones that a lot of people are hunting for right now. Yeah, I and, and to the point, to the fact that, or the, I mean, if I see a Rare Breed or a, a Russell's Reserve or anything in that, in that vein... I'm gonna bring it home just really? because, yeah. Okay, that rare breed's good. Well, have you had the 13? Did we did we get a chance to I try think that we, again? Didn't we try that with with uh, Justin down at Indy or not Indy Windsor. Windsor? Possibly, I think he had some down there okay. at one point. Yeah, but that but is again, it's one of them things that's that's allocated or hard to find. Right, you don't come across it very often. Um, but yeah, wild turkey is the original wild turkey is not a bad place to start if you're new to drinking whiskey. I think uh, the Long Branch is what I would be the first thing I'd point you to if you wanted to try something that isn't 101 or regular wild turkey. Yeah, that one's yeah, that is easy. And yeah. they just split the sheets with Matthew McConaughey. Hey, they did. Yeah. He's not a part of it anymore. No, he left. Maybe was just sticking with Lincoln, or is that what he's doing? I don't know. Is he a Lincoln he, guy? I have no idea. That's why, that's why I bought is. my car. Yeah. I wanted, oh, really? Cause it, I wanted like Matthew, to be Matthew McConaughey it did, without it, it the six-pack. didn't quite work, Rob. <clears throat> anyway. Um. <laughs> Maybe now would be a good time for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be. Uh, next on the list. Did you ever see that Matt Damon episode on... I don't know. He's on Letterman or somewhere. Well, isn't it? Well, who does he? Is it on Kimmel that he has the fight 
Or who does he have the, the beef with? Yeah, it's those two. I okay, think. yeah. And so I I don't know. There Maybe was one was of them late night deals where he, where Matt Damon's impersonating Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I don't. Was it Kimmel? Probably, Probably was. And he's like, well, what was it like work, working with Matthew McConaughey? And he's like, well, you know, we were working on this movie together, and every once in a while, Matthew would just go, hey. Director, maybe it'd be now be a pretty good time for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> was that pretty good? Right. I don't know. That was, that it's, it's, it sounds weird in my head. No, headphones. It was I'm, okay. I'm not a good impersonator. Uh, Evan Williams is next on their list of the 12 bourbons you should have in 2023. And Evan Williams, I don't think, was one we were really familiar with. All we that got much. into that on the bottom shelf series that we did. The Bottled and Bond, Evan Williams was the one. And I still, to this day, stand by that as the best bottom shelf I've ever had. Hands down. It was $17, I think, when we Well, he buys the small to, bottle, folks. I, don't, I get the normal size bottle. Uh, I get the size bottle so I don't have to go back to the <laughs> store in a couple of days. But, yeah, fantastic. Just And I've, I don't think I've ever had anything outside of that, that bottled and bond. I'd like to try some of their other stuff. But oh, that I don't know. I think, amazing. didn't we have a white label and a black label? Maybe. I, Maybe. Like, I don't remember. I, don't I just know. remember Maybe that, that was just me. Probably was. <laughs> that the bottled and bond is, is yeah, if you can find that for 20 bucks a bottle anywhere, yep. you snatch it up and you keep it in your cabinet because it's that good. Uh, Four Roses uh, is next. And I, I don't have enough of, I haven't drank that enough to really give that an opinion. I've had some, as as you would guess. Really? I, okay. I, I've had some of their. I don't know. Is it the they call? Is it the yellow label? Is that what they call it? That's like the regular old All right. Four Roses bourbon, but they're small batch. I'm a fan of. By, really? I mean, I like the Four Roses, the regular, but but the uh, the small batch, you know. And I and I I've heard their single barrels good. I always get I always get kind of unless I know what I'm getting into with a right. single barrel, I kind of stray away from those and head towards a small batch just because they're a little more consistent. Okay. Uh, that's good. Michter's comes in on this list. For me, that was the very first allocated bottle I ever was able to purchase, and it was the Michter's Toast. And it kind of started my, well, fandom of toasted whiskey. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Going to the Basil Hayden toast, going to the Davies County toast, just amazingly good. Michter's in general to me is pretty solid, though. I don't think I've ever been, ugh, I don't think I want that, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I've had a whole lot of that. There's probably a bottle in my shelf that I... Hidden behind something else that you just... Sort no. of forgot of. <laughs> I might have forgot about it. It's just, you know, now there's so many other ones that yeah. it's not my go-to at home. Well, I know the next one on the list you are a big fan of, and that's the Old Forester. I haven't had that I can recall an Old Forester that I haven't liked. That's pretty amazing. Because they're, they're, they they're, have a pretty solid, they have a pretty, I mean, it's not a huge line, but they're distinct. It's a distinct line that they roll out. So I'm surprised you you can say that. Well, I I found it at Whiskey Fest a few years ago, and the the dated stuff. I don't know. There's an 1897 and a 1910 and a 1920, and I think there's another one. And then there's a Statesman mm-hmm. and some other stuff. And I there 
a lot of them are there's a prohibition style, and of course the birthday bourbon. Who you know if you oh, ever, if course, you ever jeepers, get it, yeah. if you ever get a jeepers if you ever get a chance to try the birthday bourbon, I highly recommend it. I heard it seemed like the bottle that I got last year was a little quote unquote better from the from the connoisseurs than than their their one was this year. How did but you get that bottle again? By the way, I I was at Timmins Market. We did the their allocated pick out there, and the and the Box Elder store had theirs in the morning, and I was so elated. I was kind of in the middle of the pack, and I got out of there and I had I had two bottles because they they had some leftover stuff out there. There weren't as many people, and my number got drawn again, so I was able to pick up a Davies County. And something else. Oh, the E. H. Taylor was the first was the bottle I picked, and then I got a bottle of Davies County, and it was it was like a hundred bucks walking out of there, and I thought, heck yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, going to be a good day. Taylor. Robbie hit the jackpot, and uh, so then I went home for a bit, and the 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 drawing at the Valley Store somehow my name was picked first. Oh, you sob. And the old Forester birthday bourbon was there, you know, and people were clamoring for the pappies and the right. whatever else was out there. And, and, you know, it was hard to pass it up. Well, impossible. You didn't. To pass yeah, you it did up. not pass it up. And I didn't open it until my birthday at the end of July this year. Right. Right. Well, last year. Sure. Well, yeah. In 2020. <laughs> Your last two, birthday. My last one. Yeah. And we had it here. Yep. I think. Yeah, we did we an episode it on it. It was And it it's was, still oh mostly intact. I haven't I haven't gone back to it to the point where I've taken it off the shelf and put it in my closet. So <laughs> in, in case of a moment of weakness it's out of sight out Some of mind. Some of the buddies are over and you're all half schnockered and people yeah. aren't gonna grab that one off the shelf. And be yeah. Like, hey, yeah, hey, hand me that coke. <laughs> like, no no. Uh the next one on the list is Maker's Mark, which Solid. Has always been very solid. This is the French Oaks that I'm drinking right now, uh, which, boy, this is really good. And I've always just loved the story uh, of of the famous wax drippings that you find on the Maker's Mark bottle. Because it was a husband and wife that were a team with this, that created this. And the wife uh, just hated the way that bottles were displayed in stores and how they looked and the names of them and how dumb they were. She just went in and like, this is ugly, you know, it, it just, cause it, it, it took a woman to make whiskey pretty, yeah, right? Well, she bedazzled it. Folks. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, Maker's Mark, the name comes from people that would make pewter figurines, I believe. And the stamp on the bottom would be the mark of the maker. Oh. So that's the, she, I believe she collected those or had a hobby with that or something. And so then that's where the name Maker's Mark came from. And she decided that the bottles were ugly. Let's make them pretty. So she stood in her kitchen for a period of time and created the red wax until she had the perfect viscosity. Like in a crock pot. Yep. Yep. It was just in a, yeah, just like a pressure cooker crock pot at her stove and made it until she was happy with it. And that's how you get the iconic wax and, dripping. And, and had to be able to with, withstand the heat of transport so it didn't <laughs> Well, absolutely, melt. so it wouldn't melt off. I mean, I. how would you even go about starting that process, right? 
You're like, well, I've got some candle wax. Let's start here. <laughs> and then that melts. All right, now what do I do? I'd have been done. I'd have been like, well, screw it. I guess we're going back to the old, ugly, old crow bottle. I don't, because I don't know how to make this. And it's also one of the few bourbons, not that this is by any stretch the only one, but they don't use the E because of their ire. Yes, their Scottish heritage. Their whiskey is W. Yep, because they're Scottish heritage. W H I S K Y on Maker's I was, Mark. I was going to say Irish, but the Irish use the E. Yes. So. The general rule of thumb is if the country has an E in it, it also has an E in the whiskey. Right. <laughs> There's 1,200 pounds in a ton, yeah. Houston. I mean, that's <laughs> that's generally that's a very general. It's not a hard statement. and fast rule. No, but yes, exactly, but the, very close. Uh, the next one on this list is from uh, one of the major bourbon makers that I will not drink, except for Booker's. I will drink a Booker's any day. I will not touch Jim Beam outside of that. Well, you realize that the Basil Hayden toast you like so much is a Jim Beam product. God right? damn it. You're right. <sighs> The views well, this, of Mark Houston this, are not necessarily this, this those that are I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. I want to be done. <laughs> well, can Son I, of a... Can I drink the rest of yours? If you're going to go to water, I'll take the rest of that maker's. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a Jim Beam original fan. I, I've had enough of it to know. Just don't care for it. Booker's is the exception. Basil Hayden... An exception. That's the one that comes in the box, right? Yes. Yeah, I I bought a bottle of that on a recommendation years and years ago, before I knew anything, and be- well, long before we even started this. And I found a box of it or a bottle of it in a box, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a super fan. Really? Like, uh. Uh-uh. I I really I, I would really certainly try it again, but at the time I was kind of like, uh, maybe you should. Yeah. yeah, give that a shot again. Uh, okay, so let's go to the one on the list that I don't think either one of us really cared for. Again, this is the Esquire magazine put this list out of the 12 bourbon brands you should try in 2023. Uh, the Barrel Bourbon. I wasn't a fan of... We had two of them downstairs that we got from our whiskey festival. One that everybody raved about was the Seagrass. The Seagrass, yep. <clears throat> and I did was, not care for that. It was That's the rye, though. Yes, that's true. And, I, and I'm with you. I, that's not one... As much as everybody else ran it and raved about it, mm-hmm. not a super fan the was it the dovetail was yes. the other bottle yeah i thought that was pretty good it was okay it's 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 just the price point on that that kind of puts me off a little bit it's yeah. pretty spendy for, yeah what well, they coming in at about a hundo at least if if not more for i think that seagrass was a little more than that wasn't yeah it? i think it probably was too. um and, i mean okay and, and yeah. harder the seagrass i think yeah. because of the stigma behind it or the fanatic fanaticism behind it was hard to find too and they and they they've come out with the is that the Stellum is theirs too. They're, I think you're right. Uh, the uh, I don't know the more affordable option, I guess. <laughs> Still floating in it, you know. Way too much. Sixty bucks right. or so, I think. The Stellum that I got was that good. This year's pretty good. I should, I could bring that in. Yeah, you should. Um, Woodford, what's your thoughts on Woodford? Well, what's your thoughts on Woodford uh, chocolate ch- chocolate, chocolate malted, malted rye? Yeah, what's that one? Well, generally speaking, generally speaking, I am a Woodford fan of 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 the of the regular stuff and their double oaked. And again, going back to the first allocated sale that we were able to attend, I got it right. You did I not. I failed miserably. <laughs> this may be the one 
I mean, there's there's a lot, but this is the the biggest one that Gabe and I will agree on is that holy shit, they missed the mark on this one. I didn't like it either. It was, and I only had it the one time. It was. A, I've I've tried to go back to it again because oh, it's you still on have the it. Shelf. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, shit, I can't get through it. Well, that's your. What, no, you you paid like one sixty yeah, for that or like, something, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was expensive. Damn. And we tried it, I think, for the first time on the air, and it was like trying to get a cat hair out of your mouth. It, <laughs> oh, my Lord. It was, it was. I don't know. Well, maybe it, it had to have been the rye. I mean, that's the reason. Well, again, who, I mean, you know, first time we've done it, it was right. probably our first year of doing this thing. Oh, it was, yeah. And It was that fall. Oh, my. I thought, oh, expensive. Must mean good. <laughs> Must mean delicious. Uh, yeah, you could you get you get the chocolate for sure in it. You tasted that. But then that rye just... It just it's, beat it to death, and, yeah. and it was, yeah, it wasn't great. It made it virtually unpalatable. Uh, Sorry, Woodford, that was a miss for me. <laughs> Send anything else you want, though. Sure. I'll, I'll give it a shot. We'll try it. Um, next on the, what I was surprised on this list from Esquire, they have- You're giving Esquire way too much credit for well, a bourbon list. I mean, they did put it all together, and I'm just ripping it off for a podcast. So I am going to, I'll push their know, name out quite a bit. They'll sue us for, <laughs> for well, bad-mouthing their list. I guess bring it. No, I'm not bad-mouthing it, because so far, you know, you I know, think we're all in agreement. 10 or 12 or yeah. something on here. But one that surprised me on here was one from the state of Washington. And we had our engineer here, who's from Washington State. And a non-drinker. And doesn't touch alcohol. We asked him, hey, you're going back home for the holidays. Would you mind if you go to a liquor store or whatever and you find something that's from the state? Because we were doing like uh, regional whiskeys at that time that were made in the state. And so he went back and he found this whiskey that's called Woodenville that we had never heard of before. And it's been on a lot of lists since we got this. Right. This is the pot distilled straight bourbon whiskey, 90 proof. And I remember we didn't particularly care for it when we drank it. How many syllables did that was a lot. Particularly came out with about three extra syllables. Um, You know, again, I think that was pretty early in in our sampling. Right. You know, one of our early podcasts. They all start to blur together now a little, to be honest. But well, we're over 130 and or something. But yeah, I just had it just now, and it was it was good. I mean, you can see why, so yeah, to speak. I, well, I, you know, there's it's hard. I don't know if I would put it on the top 12 list, but I'm sure in the last what have we been doing this four years mm-hmm. now or almost? Yeah, I'm sure it's different today than it was four years ago well it has to be i'm i'm sure and i would like to try yeah i should try a little here before we're done too but it's been on lists now for a couple years i I do see it popping up more and more so it must have it must have a pretty big following in washington but yeah once it keeps making these lists it's going to get out and and i'd I'd like to try some different versions of it do you recall he brought back two bottles one of them was an american single malt the westland westland that was that from these guys too or was this a was that a different distiller? I think it was different. I don't think it is the same guys, but that Westland was unique too. Well, it was that, one of the first kind of single malts when yeah. that, before that was really a thing. Um, and then last on the list, which is no surprise, I suppose, is Buffalo Trace. And again, these are these are whiskey brands to be drinking in 2023. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue against it, I suppose. 
you and I have had a lot of conversations about Buffalo Trace products. Um, having just been able to try Pappy for the first time a couple of months ago, the 25, I believe is what it was, 22, 25, whatever, whatever he brought down. It was, it was good. It is good, right? I don't understand the hype behind it. I still think I've had better than Pappy. Um, but I, I think that particular bottle of Pappy was a bottle before they got bought out, though. I mean, that was a little. Mm, I think you're right because that was a quite. A, he's had those bottles a long time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's don't get me wrong, man. If you come across a bottle of Pappy, anything old rip, you know, any of that high end Buffalo Trace stuff, especially if you're not paying secondary yeah. market price for it, get it. It's worth having. Um, even the Buffalo Trace, I bought a bottle of it again the other day just as I was checking out because I hadn't had one in a mm-hmm. while. And we talked about this on the last right. episode maybe that it, 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 it's it been a little hit or miss for me. You know, I had some a year ago and it was kind of iffy and I had some this summer and really liked it. And then I bought this bottle and I was kind of like, meh. That's so weird. It's so I, weird I, that I it could be that inconsistent. Well, I'm not sure it, it's even their issue. It's, mm-hmm. It could certainly be mine and what I had to eat before that or how it, you know. I was excited when I got this bottle home and thought, boy, I haven't had this in a while. And the last experience I had was really good with it. And then I had it and it just kind of left me wanting, I guess. Are you surprised of what's not on this list? Is there anything that stands out to you that's not on here? Well, I think there's, I mean, there's... But it, it, uh, is my mic cutting out, or is that <laughs> me? Stuttering? Don't worry. Well, I'm sure in post we'll fix that. <laughs> the, over the course of the last year, from 22 till now, I've 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 have bought a lot more bottles of stuff across the board, a lot more bourbon specifically, and there to me there's just so many out there that. I've really enjoyed, you know, I had the, with you the other night, I had the Thomas S. Moore that mm-hmm. I'd never tried before that I really enjoyed. Um, the Davies County, we talked about that earlier. I've got probably four different bottles of theirs at home that I really like. Not the toast. <clears throat> Not the toast. <laughs> um, you know, the E.H. Taylor is... I think is a is a Buffalo Trace brand, but I fell in love with that. I'll I'll buy that every chance I get, right? Just to make sure I don't run out, you know. Are you surprised that Jack is not here? I think Jack has been such. I mean, it's for the same reason they don't say Jim Beam when they have the Bookers on there. Sure, I think um, Jack is such a household name that it's so long been affiliated with the black label and then more recently the gentleman but now they're finally diving into some of their age statement stuff and diversifying a little bit with the koi hill and the and the twice barreled and the jack tan and now i think there's a 12 coming out hopefully triple mash the triple mash the bonded the bonded yeah you know I, i i'm a little surprised since whiskey advocate had the was the bonded as their bonded is their number, number one, one choice in twenty twenty two? Which I I also am unsure of. I mean that, that kind of got a lot of kickback from 
whiskey yeah. connoisseurs, snobs, whatever. Um, I liked the Bonded. Was it the best whiskey I had in 2022? I think it's up there, but they're, I tell you what, they're 10. The 10 for me. Something else. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm so surprised that putting something in a barrel for six more years in how or where it ever was in the rickhouse or the whatever, I, I, I don't know. However, it went into everything. Wow, the French oak. Makers is a lot different than the Woodenville. <laughs> you know that it's it's just amazing to me that that ended up being as solid as it was. That that and it just and again, but that just pisses you off because you can't get it anywhere. Right. You can't find it. So good. I hate that. I, I don't understand how somebody like Brown Foreman or Sazerac or a lot of these places can't crank this shit out. And get it to everybody. Well, I know. I know it's a marketing thing in some instances, but it's it's creating desire for sure. But I mean, think about it a little bit. You have something that's in the barrel for ten years versus four. First of all, you're aging it for two and a half times longer. Right. You're losing that much more of it, right? And although I'm sure that everybody at at the distillery is pretty sure that it's going to come out great you don't know that so how much of your production line and your distillery time and your barrel house i mean do you want to dedicate to something on a maybe but hasn't hasn't science and chemistry kind of made it more of a sure thing for stuff like this i mean it doesn't seem like you have to guess as much anymore in, in companies that are like Sazerac and Brown Foreman and Jim Beam and or well, Jim Beam's a Beam Suntory. Um, yeah, Wild Turkey. Yeah, how, yeah. It just doesn't seem like the guessing is there anymore. Although, according to the Buffalo Trace, you had maybe that's still kind of a kind of a thing, too. Again, Who knows? Again, Buffalo right. Trace, don't, don't hate no, me. No, 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 of course not. Me. I mean, we like your stuff in general. But, but you know, I, I, I would think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think that the process would be easier than... Like me, <laughs> right? Distilling something and <laughs> setting it on a shelf for ten years and yeah. wondering like crazy if it's ever going to turn out, and you know, have sampling it every year, and then by the time it's ten years old, it'll be gone. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You. Know? you so that's that's why I get the buildup, I get the hype, I get the marketing because that's literally what we do for a living. So I totally understand all of that. But when it's a product that's so well received. I mean, even even in Buffalo Trace's case, that's your that's your borderline product that you can you can roll out hundreds of thousands of bottles of this. Why is there a shortage? Why can't we get it all the time, every time? That that one is a bit of an anomaly to me, and I don't know if it was pandemic based or you know mm-hmm. can't get the glass or oh, maybe maybe you know yeah. And it's one of those things, and, and you and I, I'm sure, have both done it. I know I have, where people. It, Asking us for our really air quote expert opinion <laughs> on what to try when you want to start drinking bourbon, yeah. Buffalo Trace was always there. right up there. Yes, and it and it is, and I I still probably would recommend that to people that are just getting into it too. Although there's there's so many other things now, you know, I would still put Gentleman Jack on that list. I would still say if you want to start, boy, that's another good one to start because it's just so smooth. 
and it's so easy to drink. So is Buffalo Trace. It's easy to find, and it's not super right. expensive. I yep. mean, that probably was one of the deals with Buffalo Trace. Was it? You know, it was at the time it was what twenty twenty five bucks a bottle. Right around twenty five. I'm yeah. guessing it's a little more than that now, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, for that price point and how easy it was to get started, I I'm guessing that's probably part of the reason. Sure. Along with a hundred others, creating right. demand. You know, you have people that have grown to love something like that, and they walk into the store every twenty minutes trying to get a bottle and it's all gone well what better problem to have than right although you know the counterpart to that is well if it's not there they're picking something else yep probably. exactly yeah hopefully you know i get it sure um all right well that's not a, i mean it's not that's a that's a good list i i can't i can't i can't really argue against most of it you know um there's individual bottles i'm sure we would put on there uh from just from ones we've come to like over the past year or two right Oh, certainly. Um, Mountain West Whiskey Festival, March 4th. Some tickets still available. General yes. admission and VIP. With any luck, we'll have the list on that, I think, coming out. I was gonna That s- was going to be my next question. I was going to send John an email now that we're heading into February, and hopefully the dust has settled. Well, tomorrow is supposed to be the day, right? I mean, tonight at midnight, it should all be settled the, the, with the turnover, the drama, yeah, the switchover <laughs> should have happened. Um, if you're not following the whole Republic distributing and Sazerac and that yeah. whole that whole, I mean, it's it's national news. It's not just it's, a, it's not just a local thing, um, but it's been a big big deal. Yeah, I, I I feel for some of these folks that are losing a big portion yeah. of their inventory and their their catalog. That's that's a that's a bummer. I mean, that's real jobs and real money and sure. And you know, it's still a business. So you know, and it's, you can have your feelings hurt for a minute, but you got to move and, on. And Sazerac okay? and it's Sazerac's business. I right. mean, it's their decision to make it. It's not right. anybody local that did this thing to anybody, and which is you know, I mean, good for one and what is bad for the other, I guess, but. Beyond our control. They're beyond, all still going to make more money than we do. That, so. that well, <laughs> God bless them, I guess. Exactly. But Mountain West Whiskey Festival is March 4th. You can go to mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com to get your tickets. It'll be held down at the Rushmore. I believe they're going to do the room specials, too. So if you just want to spend the night there as I well. I believe that's happening as well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, just call the Rushmore. Check the Mountain West Whiskey Festival website for the list, hopefully, as Rob said, soon yeah we've yeah we've because of that whole thing we've been in a kind of a state right you know i think most of the most of the vips and the and the general admission whiskeys are are probably gonna be kind of the same um i know that black fork is it black fork out of out of the southeast East river of, yeah. yeah they oh, yeah. they have reached out directly they will have a table or a booth oh, there. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm really excited to try some of their stuff. Boy, I am too. Um, and I haven't yet, uh, so I hope. That's that a good homegrown product. Be, right. And they've, they've gotten good reviews from what I understand from the local folks, I think. Okay. So I'm looking forward to having them there. Uh, I, I sh- we should reach out to Crooked Furrow, Proof Artisan, and see if they're going to make the trip. anybody down or if they're going to have. I imagine that they'll have some other stuff there now that they have local distribution here. They should in yeah. state, but awesome. I haven't talked to them since I was up there last fall. Okay, well that's yeah. Now that's less. I mean, well, if you you know take the shortened days out of February, about a month away. So yep. you should get your tickets and uh, and and meet us there. As always, it's going to be a good time. 
All right, thanks, Rob. Um, well, these with, are... it, with any luck, are you going to be my Valentine's next week? Stop it. Just knock it off. And it's in two weeks. So get I your know, but we'll right. have to record it. No, no. We have to rec- <laughs> I'm not going to. We have to record it. God, why did you make this weird when we wrapped it up? Why did really? you make, you make it, it weird? weird with every intro I don't you have. make it weird. Hey, everybody. I've never okay. made it. There's some candy in Look, my van. I'm the least. Uh, I, I can't be sexy. So when I say it, it's never that way. I you, know, but why on the you, other hand. Why do you? I am. I'm bringing <laughs> no, sexy I'm not, back. Oh, God. See? God, if I didn't drink so much, this would really be weird. But... Bringing sexy d- dad bod back. <laughs> uh, keep trying. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.